Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, it is a brand new Flyers Daily for the 5th of March, 2023. Flyers back in action this evening, not the normal time, 6 o'clock tonight at Wells Fargo Center. It'll be the Flyers taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Detroit comes in, 62 games played, same games, same amount of games as the Flyers. 28, 25, and 9, 65 points, 4, 5, and 1 in their last 10. However, they have lost five straight, and they are minus 18 in goal differential. Seventh spot in the Atlantic Division of the Metropolitan Conference. They face the seventh spot in the Metropolitan Division. Philadelphia Flyers, 23, 28, and 11, 57 points on the season. 2, 6, and 2 in their last 10, have lost four straight, and minus 42 in goal differential. So two teams uh, struggling right now. Detroit, before those five straight losses, was a team that was trying to get into that playoff mix. I mean, they're only six points back right now, but the losing of five straight games has really taken them out of that equation. They traded Tyler Bertuzzi to the Boston Bruins as their rebuild continues, and Steve Eiserman tries to put them back on a path toward the playoffs, 65 points on the year. So with Bertuzzi gone, who is leading the way? Well, they just signed... Uh, Dylan Larkin to an extension, pretty lucrative one as well. I think $8.7 million per season. Dylan Larkin leads the team in scoring by a mile. He's played in 61 of their 62 games, and he has a 21-point lead on the second-place scorer on the team. Now, that's Bertuzzi's gone now, but Dylan Larkin, 59 points in 61 games, 23 goals, 36 assists. And David Perron, second in scoring on the team with 62 games and has 38 points. So that drop is, I don't know that you'll find a bigger drop from a top scorer to a second-leading scorer on the team in the NHL right now than Dylan Larkin to David Perron. So Flyers will take on Detroit tonight. Here's what's coming up for the week for the Flyers. Uh, They go on the road on Tuesday, and they'll be on the road for three. You heard Torts a bunch of times lately, and we're going to hear from Torts in a minute from his media availability yesterday, but you've heard him mention the Flyers' upcoming schedule, and it is a tough one. There's no doubt about it. It's Detroit tonight, Tampa in Tuesday in Tampa, and from Tampa they're going to go and take on the division-leading Carolina Hurricanes, And then they're going to go on Saturday to Pittsburgh for a 3.30 matinee game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Those three on the road, Tampa, Carolina, Pittsburgh. Then they're going to return home taking on a Vegas team. I just got Jonathan Quick. I'm actually looking forward to that. Might get to see Quick now uh, this season. Didn't get to see him when he came in for L.A. Didn't get that game. Uh, Buffalo Sabres on uh, St. Patrick's Day. The Carolina Hurricanes at Wells Fargo Center on March 18th. This is all part of this uh, very long homestand. Seven games in total. Then it's Florida coming in on the 21st of March, Minnesota on the 23rd, Detroit on the 25th, and Montreal on the 28th. Then they're going to hit the road on yours truly's birthday on March 30th against Ottawa, and then they'll take on Buffalo at home, then go on the road for Pittsburgh, St. Louis, Dallas, and uh, New York to take on the Islanders, back home for Boston, Columbus, and they'll wrap up with the Chicago Blackhawks. Those last two games and the Connor Bedard sweepstakes could mean something against Columbus and Chicago. So we'll see how this plays out. Tough schedule remaining for the Flyers. Tough week ahead for sure uh, with these three road games uh, in Tampa, Carolina, and Pittsburgh. So we'll see how that plays out. We'll talk to Bill Meltzer about that uh, for the look ahead at the week coming up in tomorrow's episode. We'll kind of recap some trade deadline stuff uh, tomorrow with Bill Meltzer as well. And you're going to hear from Torts here. And, and like I said in, I think it was yesterday's episode, I've been giving you a lot more um, 
media availability sound of late. And this will probably not going to be the last, but this will kind of end the the around the trade deadline uh, sound that I've been giving you guys. Um, Torch talks about a couple of things here, obviously, in relation to the deadline, what was done, what wasn't done, but also talks about the construction of his team's roster, uh, both now, well, what took place this past summer, now, and what needs to take place going forward. We'll talk about that on the other side of Torts. So here he is, John Tortorella, talking with the media yesterday after Flyers practice. What did you think of Fletcher's work at the deadline? Were you surprised that... James wasn't moved. How Do you not think he tried to move him? Are you guys kidding me? He tried like hell to move him. But sometimes other teams are interested. They got to do. There's so many different scenarios that went on, and I just don't get the criticism of James still being here. It's like Chuck held on to him. Seven million dollars. We got to eat some of the money. Uh, probably half of it. Uh, so many different, as I'm sure you guys know. So it just, Chuck tried. And, uh, but everybody wants to pile on. Chuck said that yesterday that he envisions uh, JVR as a mentor going down the stretch here. How valuable is that to have when you've got so many young players you're trying to get younger? Yeah, yeah, he, 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 he continued to do it right up to the, the deadline, the, the last game, he's, uh, uh, it's the most I've heard him talk on a bench. I've coached him in international tournaments and uh, he, he's, trying to, he's trying to be part of the solution of us trying to find our way and he'll continue to do that. I called him immediately after the deadline. I was disappointed for him. So wasn't my general manager. I talked to Bronner this morning, disappointed for him. So wasn't my general manager. Uh, but it didn't work out. Uh, but I, I don't think for a second there's going to be a problem with those guys. That, that doesn't even cross my mind. What, uh, what do you know about uh, Brendan Lemieux? Were you aware of his game before the trade? Have you been able to learn anything about him so far? Yeah, I, I've had some conversations, but I, I haven't seen him play a lot. I, I know uh, he has some feistiness to him, which I like. Uh, uh, watching him today, I can see he can skate. Um, I think he'll add to our four check. Um, and just the short conversation I had with him, you know, I, I, he, he gets on a flight right away, gets out here, uh, uh, practiced hard today. I, I think he's feeling it uh, just from all. I don't, I don't think he, I think he had a situation where he wasn't on the ice for a few days and gets on the plane, comes across, practices today, a high tempo practice. I, 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 he, he's excited to be here. So I'm anxious to see him play. Uh, I, I've seen him play a little bit, haven't really followed him that much. Uh, good friends with Tony, uh, anxious to see him play and uh, just be himself. He talked about the fact that obviously he didn't get a lot of playing time over the last couple months and even before then wasn't getting a ton of minutes. Are you planning to give him a real long look here, you know, give him significant usage to see what you have? Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to try him in different spots. I, he may have to – I talked to him this, uh, at practice. He may have to play some right wing too, hasn't played in a while. Uh, we're going to try him killing penalties. Uh, um, I got 12 forwards. You know he's going to play, and we'll try him in all different spots. And uh, I, I, I th situations like this, when guys go to a new team, he'll give us the way he plays. He'll give us some energy, uh, which I think is very important in the situation we're in. 
you know, he, he's, he's fighting. He's fighting for what he's going to be in the National Hockey League. Is it with us? Is it with another team? Who knows? So uh, anxious to see him play, and uh, uh, we'll go from there. When you have guys that are fighting, like Brendan, or even some of the players that are in the final years of their deals that are, are playing for their next contract, how can that kind of energize the rest of the group? Yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I don't think it's – got a good group here. You know, whether, we, you know, we've won enough games, no. Uh, but we have a good group here. Uh, we're going to try to run it the next month here or so. Uh, really focus on playing those games, allowing the energy to be in those games. Uh, and I, I, I do not think we're going to have a problem uh, as, as far as our effort. Uh, uh, I just don't think hockey players are built that way. Um, so, yeah, I... And as I said, you know, there, there are some guys that uh, it's still a lot of evaluating going on as far as when we get to the summer uh, in, in some situations. And uh, one of the biggest, I've said it all along, one of the biggest steps we have to take, and I think it's the first step, is addition by subtraction. And some guys are fighting not to get on that subtraction part of it. And uh, it's a big 20 games for some people. Both you and Chuck this week talked about the importance of the AHL having the young guys be down there in that playoff run. I guess what I'm curious about, just more asking about logistics here, is the plan in your mind basically just to keep them all down there for the rest of the season, or will you guys sporadically call somebody? Yeah, I, I, I want to. We're going to look at a kid here, a kid there, uh, four call-ups as we talked about when we talked about this subject. Haven't put a plan together who we're going to call up, uh, but I. I I think we've got to look at the schedule. I think he can do it, and even when they're not playing, they can be here. And but I, I you know, I think it's I think it's important that we look at some guys too. Uh, how long it'll be, I don't know. Uh, um, but we haven't gotten that far. We want to see how we laid out after the deadline here. Uh, now we have an idea. I hope uh, you know both Brownie and Mac have a chance to. Uh, Brownie's chasing for a spot. LA's going to be there. Uh, really good situation for them. So uh, I think as we get going again and we see where Lehigh is at points in time, that's when I think we'll make some decisions on it. You mentioned when, when people tend to pile on at times. And when you do. Even, you were saying that. You do. Yeah. I'm not sure if you do. I'm just saying you do. Yeah. Well, yeah, with the piling on, uh, when a team's selling at the deadline, it's clearly not in a great position. No. How much is dealing with criticism during this time part of the process? Part, part of, absolutely. As I said, uh, I, I, that's not what I'm saying. But I, I want it to be, for me, I want it to be legitimate criticism. For you to come out and criticize Chuck for not moving JVR, and I guess that's what's out there. Uh, I don't get it because he tried like hell. And why wouldn't we? First of all, out of respect to JVR, uh, that's the bottom line with Chuck. He's such a good man. He wants him and Bronner playing. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, but I get it. it, it it's been a, I, I haven't been here the whole time. Uh, I, I think Chuck's been kind of run over and Chuck darts at for quite a bit here. Uh, for me, Chuck darts at me when I think I deserve it. Or I shouldn't say when I think, when you guys think I deserve it. I, don't, I just don't want you to manufacture criticism of Chuck at this point in time at the deadline because uh, something sexy didn't happen. 
nothing sexy was going to happen. I think we all understand that, don't we, going into this, is that we're expiring contracts, we're trying to gain assets. That's the key. And he tried. Uh, but you still need people uh, that are willing to join in. Uh, so don't get me wrong. We need to grow some skin around here. Uh, criticism is all part of it. And we deserve some criticism as far as where we're at as a team. I just don't like uh, the unjustified. You have enough things to criticize me or Chuck about. I don't think criticizing Chuck about his day yesterday is warranted because him and the scouts were waiting, willing, and able, and it just didn't happen. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not trying to – we deserve a lot of crap out here. We do from you guys. We do. But not that one. Not for me. One or two more. Chuck said yesterday also that we need to have more talent here, and that's on me. Do you feel like the team is far enough along here in the process that at some point you can start bringing some talent back in here to supplement what you have going? Yeah, we, we don't have enough talent. There's no question about that. I, I think we're uh, where the, the deadlines are trading deadline, free agent deadline. Deadlines are hard on teams sometimes. You can set your team back years because you think you have to do something at a deadline. I think draft summertime is a much more important part for us. And when you're talking, uh, not when you're talking about for me, it's not. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think it was the greatest non-move by our general manager not signing Johnny Gaudreau. Greatest non-move. We are nowhere near ready for a signing like that. And I say that because because I think we're at the other end of it. I think uh, some skill needs to be brought in, but it's going to be probably that, if I can put it, the second-tier skill to the second, third-line guys that can add skill so we can keep growing our kids, get younger, add some skill, and keep on growing that way. I, I, I can't put a, a time on when you're looking at a Johnny Gaudreau. I, I, it depends on what we're doing in the next phase, I guess, of this year. So do you understand what I'm saying? It, it, it's not just getting young. We, we need to backfill a little bit in in where, and there are going to be some players out there, hopefully, that can help us in that area, but it's not going for the home run right now. We're not ready because we still need to develop our foundation. All right, there he is. Uh, Flyers head coach John Tortorella addressing the media at uh, Flyers Skate Zone after practice yesterday. And, you know, one of the things I want to touch on is, you know, Torts was asked about adding talent and how they're going to build this thing going forward. And, um, you know, the question was in reference to what Chuck Fletcher said, that they need more talent, more high-end talent, more high-end skill. And Torch said, absolutely, we don't have enough talent right now. And the draft in the summertime is when you can make those things happen, when you can garner more talent. At the deadline, it, it obviously prices are always inflated. That's not really the time to reset your roster, which is why those bigger trades with players with term tend to happen over the summer. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and I thought it was interesting because Torch said the greatest non-move our GM made this summer was not signing Johnny Gaudreau. Now, if you've listened to this podcast throughout free agency and over the summer, you know that I was not in favor of the Flyers signing Johnny Gaudreau. Um, Bill and I actually, Bill Meltzer and I were on the same page. And Bill used the, uh, the metaphor that it's like having a house with foundation issues, plumbing issues, and electrical issues but installing a vanity bathroom. And, 
you know, you got to get all your house in order first before you put in the vanity bathroom. Or you have a house in disrepair, but a, a sports car in the driveway. So that's what Goudreau is, and they weren't ready for that. And I fully agree with that. And while he would have been exciting here, and he would have been high-end talent, he is a very talented player, he was not going to fix what all that ailed the Flyers. I mean, he hasn't fixed, obviously, what has ailed the Columbus Blue Jackets. They're a team right now that's got the worst record in the NHL, and that's not on Johnny Gaudreau. They're also a team that has been beset with just huge amounts of very key injuries, losing Warinsky. They lost the line A for periods. They've lost a lot of really key pieces. I mean, they have 46 points, 11 less than the Flyers, and have played one more game. That just shows you how this season has gone for Columbus. So not, and I fully believe that signing Gaudreau would have been the wrong move for the Flyers. And that's probably a hard thing to do because he wanted to come here. A high-end talent piece wanted to come home and play here. So you have all those laws of attraction (laughs) that you have to push back going, okay, it's maybe not the right time. But the other thing that Torts has said several times, and the first time I heard him say it was in one of our meetings before a game where we meet with him as broadcasters, get to talk about some line combinations, the, the opposition, what's going on with the team, some of it that we can use on the air, some of it we can use for context, some of it, we frankly, we can't use. Um, and we have to remain confidential about. But the, one, the, the first time I heard him use that, you know, one of the biggest things that we're going to do this offseason is addition by subtraction. He's mentioned that terminology now a few times in press conferences as well. And I think it's really interesting, and i got to ask Bill about this tomorrow. You know, addition by subtraction, I do believe in that. But when you have a roster and a sport like hockey where everybody that's at, on your active roster, your four lines, your 12 forwards, your 6D, and your two goalie goalies, I mean, pretty much all of them play except one of the goalies, hopefully. And they all have to contribute. So if you're subtracting, you have to then replace that. So it's not as simple as just, hey, we'll take this guy off our you know, work pod at, at the job and we'll be more efficient. And because we were always having to cover for him or pick up the slack for his work, it's it's not that simple in team sport. So if you're going to get rid of somebody, you have to replace them. And the one thing I need clarity on when he says addition by subtraction with that in mind is, okay, there's going to be player X, player Z that are being subtracted. Who's replacing them? Is the the is player Q and player R better than X and Z? Do they fit the system better? Are they more talented than X and Z? Are they younger? Are they cheaper? You know, those are all parts of the equation. And the one thing that I keep talking about, and I'm going to get Chuck Fletcher on this week, and I'm going to ask him this question. How important is it for this team to be on an ascension that it is keep moving up? Is is it more important to get healthier salary cap-wise and younger and have some, as Torch puts it, addition by subtracting, subtracting some pieces off? 
and replacing those pieces. But how important is it to replace those pieces with better options that take you another step up? Or is it okay in their mind to have some of those pieces taken away and maybe what replaces them isn't as productive, but in the long run, it will be. And therefore, there could be a step back. You know, we've heard the term rebuild, retool, all that stuff ad nauseum. None of that means anything to me. I don't care what we term anything. I I say it all the time. I don't listen to what a coach says about a player. I look at how they use them. That's how I know how they feel about them. I don't care what a general manager says. I care what he does. So what is addition by subtraction? What does that mean? Now, obviously, if you take a piece off, you'd love to get a piece and replace it with something better, cheaper, and younger. That's the dream scenario, right? Better, cheaper, more productive, and younger. That's like the grand slam of replacement addition by subtraction. But I don't know what that looks like. I got to dig deeper into that with those two, with John Tortorella and with Chuck Fletcher. What does additions by subtraction, let's quantify what that means. Because if I'm lying, I'm dying. The way to stay sane in sports, and I know a lot of you, the fans right now, a lot of you listening are angry, are wondering where everything's going. I understand. So the biggest way to stay sane in sports is to have realistic expectations and have expectations that what's being said is going to is being done will be done and not getting ahead of ourselves expectations in sports are tough because when things start to go well you can start to get excited and maybe your expectations go a little too high it's the old saying of we're we're not as good as we were at our best and we're not as bad as we are at our worst we're somewhere in between there and we have to figure that part out to set our expectations and set our mental clock and how to move forward. Staying sane right now for Flyer fans, for a lot of you guys, is very tough. You know, it feels like with the, the inability to move James Van Riemsdyk, that it's rock bottom. I get it. So we need to kind of be able to get some expectations in order? I do too. I The one thing that I'm really wondering about is what does addition by subtraction mean? Because in team sport, subtraction means I got to replace. And sometimes the replacement cost is higher than the cost of what I'm subtracting. Or if it's not as expensive, is it as productive? toward winning games and losing games? Is it younger for long-term? There's all those questions to be answered. So I'll be interested to try and dig in and and ask Torts and ask Chuck about those questions. Something I've been thinking about. What does addition by subtraction mean? Let's quantify that. All right, Flyers in Detroit coming up tonight. Everybody, thanks for listening. Enjoy the game tonight. We'll break it down with Bill Meltzer tomorrow on a brand new Flyers Day. We 